on the Bill Michael Show, and we are with you. Good to have you on board today. Thanks so much. We are uh, broadcasting live. We are in Green Bay. Just across the street, just across the street from uh, Rainitsky Field, uh, the practice field in which the Green Bay Packers are on at the moment. Mike Clemens now heading over there. Uh, I'm going to get into the, some of this comments over on the live stream coming up here in just a moment. Um, but I, I do got to say that uh, Mike is brought to you by a, and has been for a long time now. Our friends over at the Bay Motel Green Bay. Uh, Bay Motel Green Bay, quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field. And it's perfect for a family stay as that place is packed. Drove past there this morning. And the Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week. That is uh, the BayMotelGreenBay.com. BayMotelGreenBay.com. And uh, you can call them today for a reservation. 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441. We are right here in front of D2, the sports bar. That's connected to the Best Western here on... Uh, Armed Forces, uh, Armed Forces Way, uh, just like I said, just across the street from the Hudson Center and Ray Nitschke Field, and uh, and Rob and the staff at D two have been so incredibly gracious to us, so and reserving the spaces and such, and uh, we we certainly appreciate it. And that's where the uh, the RV, the cruiser, is parked, and we're going to be here throughout the rest of the show today. So good stuff, and thanks to everybody with D two, the sports bar. Thanks to uh, everybody that uh, swung by and said hello during the commercial break and where people were waiting outside to say hi to Mike Clemens. So good stuff, good stuff today. And uh, for those that are on the live stream as well and kind of watching to see what's happening, uh, we go outside now. You're looking live at the Hudson Center and Rainitsky Field. And then there is the uh, the above cam, if you will, with uh, Lambeau Field in the background. So uh, it is uh, a buzz today. If you look off into the distance, it's a buzz as the Packers and the players and such have made their way into Ray Nitschke Field. I want to go back to something that was said. And uh, I am uh, I'm watching the live stream. And I know there's people that are on this live stream that, you know, have opinions and strong opinions. I get it. This this comment in the comments about this toxicity with within the Packers and the how Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst have ruined the Green Bay Packers and and, and guys do, you know it, it's it's a toxic environment it's a toxic locker room it's you couldn't be more wrong I don't know what you think you know you got to be looking at it from maybe just an outside opinion, but you couldn't be more wrong. So during the break, and I wish we had more time, unfortunately, I just didn't, Mike had to get going and go to practice. But as he, as him and I were sitting here talking, Mike and I are sitting here talking, um, I asked him, I said, look, you're in the locker room far more often than I am. And now I talk to people like after the fact um and we both have our 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 same contacts and our separate contacts and we kind of compare notes and mike when i brought that up mike looked at me and said are you kidding me that somebody's actually saying it's a toxic environment he said bill eight guys flew out to be with jordan love and to zoom in matt lafleur so they could talk about the offense and they could begin to, to absorb everything it is that they're supposed to absorb. If they had questions about anything that they went through via the OTAs or the minicamp, they were, they, were, they were checking in. 
with coaches and going back to the, the, the surface pros, and, and they were going over at the But eight guys flew out and sat down with Jordan Love for weeks, a couple of weeks, just to make sure that they're already on the same page. They they can't couldn't wait for camp to get going, to get back at it, to be in Green Bay. Um, and, oh, by the way, Aaron Jones paid for it all, for everybody. You know? Um, the defensive guys have been here working together. Stokes has been a gym rat. Jair has been a gym rat. They've all been here far beyond what is required of them. They've been staying here. They, they've wanted to be around the, 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 the environment and the complex and to watch the, the final touches being put on the new building and where they're going to be and, and the coaches' offices. And some of these guys, Mike was saying, they were, they were helping some of the guys move to the new offices. And he said, you couldn't be, you couldn't be more wrong. Wherever you think you're getting your information, you couldn't be more wrong. There's a camaraderie that's already built among many of these guys, there's always going to be somebody that isn't happy, that just feels like they're being slighted, they're not being used right, whatever. They're, you, 53-man roster and larger right now. So there's always going to be somebody that isn't happy. But the overall impression that you have some inside information that it's a toxic environment and coaches and players and blah, 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 you couldn't be more wrong. And it's young. It's a young team. A lot of the veterans, short of a guy like Bakhtiari, a lot of the veterans enjoy Devondre Campbell was one of them, very outspoken, loves it here. Kenny Clark, very outspoken, loves it here. Elton Jenkins, very outspoken, loves it here. Bakhtiari, eh, he's a Rodgers guy. He knows what's coming up. He knows the business side of it. He understands that. What was toxic was Aaron Rodgers. Lambeau Field could no longer hold the ego that was Rodgers. And, I, and it's guys, it's me saying this. The one that has been the biggest Rodgers supporter through all of this. But I can see what was being done. And I can see the division. Go back to the division that there was when Mike McCarthy was here towards the end of his reign. And, you, and everybody kind of very quietly sided with Rodgers because they knew, he, one, he was going to be here. Two, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He has a ring, and he, he carried a lot of cachet. And maybe Mike did get a little lackadaisical in the end, so maybe there wasn't as much respect for him anymore. But you could clearly see who was pounding the wedge between the left and the right, between the coaches or the coach versus the players. You you knew where that voice was. And now with Rodgers being gone and, you know, the backhanded slaps that he throws, but yet it's the Packers' fault? So if you've got some inside information, bring it. But as I sit here and talk to Mike and about things that are going on inside that locker room and guys that I've talked to, I, I have no idea where that's coming from. No idea where that's coming from. Because this this is a group of guys. They have skepticism about whether or not Jordan loves the guy. I don't know, as Mike said, nobody's saying, that's our guy. That's he's a man. He's 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 gonna win us a ton of ballgames. Nobody's come out and saying that yet. No, 
Nobody nobody has, has promoted Jordan Love to be this winning quarterback of the National Football League. Time will tell that. But I'll tell you what, there's 8, 10, 15 guys specifically on the offensive side of the football that say we got his back. They weren't saying that with Rodgers. Rodgers had respect because of what he had done. Jordan Love has their respect because he's one of the guys. He's one of them. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So if you got something, bring it. If you got something tangible, bring it. Otherwise, for those of you that are paying attention to some of the morons over on the live stream, uh, let them let them spout and kind of go on from there because they have absolutely zero knowledge and they're doing more to stir the pot and incite than it is to actually spew fact. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Jordan uh, Jordan uh, sends us an email in the email inbox and says, I like what guys have said about Jordan Love. Yes, they are a little bit skeptical, but at least they sound like they are supporting their guy. Not many guys were speaking out in favor of Aaron Rodgers like that. They did not dare speak out against Aaron Rodgers or for Jordan Love. They just said he's our quarterback. That's a good point, Jordan. That's a good point. There, If you notice, there were guys that did not go public, and Mike even alluded to this last year, when there were guys in that locker room that said, oh, yeah, Jordan, because Rodgers was not taking all the reps as the starter in, in, uh, in practice because of the thumb, and then the year before that it was the COVID toe and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Or a couple of years ago was the COVID toe. Anyway, um, and so Jordan Love, being a younger guy with the younger guys, there were a lot of guys that said, oh, no, when Jordan gets this opportunity, we got his back. Uh, but they didn't dare say it in public. Why do you think that is? It's because they didn't want to deal with getting in the, quote, doghouse of, of Aaron Rodgers in some way, shape, or form. You know? Go back to Omari Rodgers. Oh, he's just a punt returner, right? That was Aaron Rodgers' comment about Omari Rodgers. And you knew it was over after that. Now, granted, Omari Rodgers is a third-round draft choice, couldn't field a punt to save his life. But when Rodgers gave him the death knell comment, that was that was the end of him. And it was, wasn't a couple of weeks later, all of a sudden he was gone. He was out of here. So... It's just a different atmosphere. And to say it's toxic, nah, not toxic at all. As a matter of fact, it's probably the opposite. It, it seems like it's more so the opposite, at least from the more up-close recognition. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, please feel free. Ryan writes uh, in the email inbox also. He says, I like the attitude that guys have regarding Jordan Love. Yes, he's your guy, but no, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's going to need to work as hard as the rest of you do to make this team successful. I'm sure that guys don't know if he's going to be or will not be or will be a winner uh, just yet, but I believe that this team is going to come together and gel with a couple of wins and a couple of losses. They will figure it out. You wonder... You, you, you look at the beginning of the season, and first game you go to Chicago, huge game. 
And I know, you know, in, in the standings, it's not huge. Not a huge game in that sense. But a huge game in the sense that Aaron Rodgers and the I own you to the Bears fans and to the organization, you you got to keep that up. There's a lot of weight upon Jordan Love's shoulders to keep that up, to, to, to continue to own the Bears, right? So that's a big game. Because if you go in, Jordan Love, if you go in and you lose to the Bears, uh, it's an opening loss. It doesn't kill you. But it's a loss to the Bears, and it's a loss to the Bears, a team that you had not traditionally lost to on the regular for a long time. And go back to the belt. I own you. I mean, that's very difficult. And if you give the Bears fans hope that you you don't own them anymore and you don't own that franchise anymore, to, to Packers fans, that's a mental letdown. It's only one loss, but it's a mental letdown. It's like, okay, we don't own the Bears anymore. Crap. You know? And then from so big game, game one, if you win it, awesome. Game two becomes less relevant, still relevant in the standing, still relevant in the win loss column, but less relevant and less pressurized. If you lose game one, game two in Atlanta becomes vital. Because now people, depending on how you lose, you're raising that eyebrow. Boy, you know, the big question mark in the offseason was when Brian Gutekind said numerous times, yeah, he's ready to start a quarterback, but we don't know if he can win yet. Well, you haven't won yet. Lost to Kansas City, didn't come back and win against Detroit, didn't come back and win against Philadelphia, didn't beat the Bears, you know. So now that starts to weigh heavy on you. So that's why game two then becomes more pressurized. God forbid you lose game two on the road and have to then come back and win your first game as a starter the first time you're brought out into Lambeau Field as the starter. And then the pressure only mounts from there. So there's some opportunities. There's some teams that you could, would, should beat. But it's it's it can be a drastically different season, start to the season, depending on what happens in week one. Does that make sense? 877 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Think about that for a minute. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. We've got a lot to get to. Hey, uh, our buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, bringing this portion of the program, whether it's boat covers, travel covers for your boat, uh, if you want to do uh, upholstery, if you want to do bimini tops, whatever it happens to be, how about awnings out in front of your business? How about for your patio? What about gym equipment, office furniture, so much more? He can do it all. Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Give him a shout. It is worth it. He's a great guy up in Wausau, and we can't say thanks enough for him and his support of the program. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. We are live. We're in Green Bay, right across the street from the Packers practice facility. Packers on the field. Practice number two for this particular training camp taking place right now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Fun outside right now, and for those that are watching on the live stream, you kind of 
little bit of a sense of it. Um, right across the street, uh, fans milling about and uh, the Packers practicing right now. A few clouds in the air, but that's about the extent of it. Uh, a hot, hazy, humid day here in Green Bay. And the Packers on the Ray Nitschke field right now. Practice number two of this uh, of this uh, training camp for the Green Bay Packers. So, uh, good stuff there. The uh, as a matter of fact, I was watching uh, just outside a few minutes ago. Now that the, the look you see now is the look from uh, atop our cam. We uh, got a cam actually placed pretty high, which was kind of cool. And uh, that's the uh, look right there alongside uh, the uh, the big unit cruiser. But uh, the, the the amount of kids that had Packers taking their bikes today was really cool. Uh, really a neat neat deal. So. Uh, and it's always, I mean, tradition's always cool, okay, you, when you get a chance to to be a part of it. And you get a, you see pictures of it and stuff, but when you get a chance to see it up close and personal and see some of these guys riding across the street, it's it's really cool. It really, really is. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, go ahead and do so. Um, this is from Jackie. Jackie says, uh, in regards to a toxic environment, how the hell do these people know? They're trolling us at best unless they have some kind of inside information that they would never reveal anyway. How can they say from the outside looking in that it is toxic? Uh, All the toxicity has left and has gone to New York. I don't hear anything negative coming out of Green Bay. I hear a lot of negative things coming out of New York, Um, which is a good point. When you say that uh, there's, there's something that could possibly be toxic in Green Bay, what are you hearing that would give you that thought? I would love to know. That's a great point. It's a really good point. 877-867-1670. What, what would give you that belief? What would give you that belief? Uh, Jack says, it is a fresh start. This is all new. Yes, we have some nervous anxiety, but we're all looking forward to the season, and we're all looking to see if Jordan Love can hold his own. He doesn't have to be great, just be a winning quarterback in Green Bay. If his numbers are good enough to be in a Hall of Fame, wonderful. If they're not, that's okay, as long as, as, long as he's putting up the W's. Right? I can, 100%. 100%. Tom says, you're right, game one's going to set the tone for the rest of the year. Um, the What else do we have here for you? have got a lot of different uh, stuff being said over in the chat, and I, I love it. Um, this one's from Mark, who says, uh, oh, by the, the new Cruiser looks nice. Thank you very much. The The Cruiser is comfortable. It is nice. It's roomy. It's And the nice thing is it's got front and rear air <laughs> here in Green Bay where it's uh, pretty hot outside. So, yeah, no, it, it looks really, really good. Um, absolutely. This is uh, this is from Jake. Jake says, uh, hey, guys, uh, I think that the uh, Packers organization is not toxic. I think what's going on is there's some fans that are upset with Gutekinds or upset with Mark Murphy for whatever reason, and they just make these things up. And you know what? That's part of it. You know, when all you can bring up is the sledding hill, there's no real fact there. You know, there just isn't. If that's all you have to go on. And as far as, you know, making decisions behind the scene, the way I understand it, 
the way I understand it, um, is, you know, Mark Murphy basically gives Brian Gutekinds uh, auto- autonomy. They talk about stuff, but it's not like Mark Murphy is studying his own draft book and making decisions or talking to other owners to make trades or pick up players or trade away players. I mean, that that's, that's not it. Mark's got enough to do. He's trying to operate the business of football. He's not trying to, he's not trying to, to, to make deals when it comes to player personnel stuff. He's trying to just keep the business side on the, on, you know, on the track, so to speak. Whereas Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekinds, they're all working together. Absolutely. 100%. That's what they should be doing. Uh, Delvin says, what do you think about Christian Watson and what, and what Mike was discussing yesterday about, about the drops? Is that going to be a problem? That's been a problem. When he came into the league, I mean, one of the things that Christian Watson was, I hate to say noted for, but you know, one of the, one of the negatives, one of the things that, you know, one of the boxes that weren't checked for him was the fact that he does put the ball on the carpet every now and then. And it, it, he can do it in the most. What's weird is Christian Watson, like many receivers, will go up and battle for a ball and can go get it, you know. But when it's the wide open, oh, my God, here it comes, and all I got to do is catch it and take off, there are receivers that will do that. They'll, they'll think about taking off down the field because it's, they're so wide open. They've done such a good job at running the route or, you know, there was a broken coverage, and they're wide open. And all you got to do is catch it and take off, you know? So, you know, and then, then they have that mental issue where you're trying to run before you catch the football. Like I said, James Jones, he kind of had it for a brief period of time. And one of the things with James Jones was he had other guys around him that were just as good, if not better. So James Jones was one of the lower guys in the totem pole when it came to coverage. So he was beating his guys like a drum, too, which became a mental thing where you started to run without the football. I, I really, I think it was his high school coach. I, I think it was his high school coach that he called and said, hey, man, I'm just, you know, I'm struggling. And it was, it was a very simple, dude, you can't run without the football. You got to catch it first. Watch it into your hands. So, yeah, it was one of the th- same things. I, th- I think it was high school, the same thing that they had talked to him about in high school because he was so good. So uh, absolutely. Uh, Tom says, in my opinion, week one going to tell us an awful lot about Lafleur as a head coach with twelve gone. Um, week one, week week one through six. I, what I want to see is. There's a couple of things. Um, you're right, but you're going to see scripted plays the first 16, 15, 20, whatever. And then after you get out of that, because the first 15 or 20 are going to put you into a rhythm, what do you do after that? And that's one of the areas that the, that the Packers had somewhat struggled with, even when Rodgers was here. Because they would come out, you'd see motion, you'd see movement, You'd see play action, you'd see some excitement, you know, and you'd be like, wow, this, this, you know, and, and they'd go down and score. Or they'd look really good before the drive stalled, what have you. But it, it was just like you could see a dynamicness to it. And then you got into the second quarter and it just went away. Third drive, fourth drive, 
went away and it went back to shotgun, empty backfield, you know, all that kind of stuff. Stuff that we'd seen before. There was no dynamicness to it. There was no more motion, no more movement, nothing. So I'm looking to see if that was Matt LaFleur or if it was Rodgers or if it's now a new scheme and it's different and we still see it, but now we've got the quarterback maybe on the move using his, his athleticism and such. I'm that's, that's what I'm looking for. So, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I think uh, it's not just week one, but I think it's the scripted plays versus non-scripted plays. And then the other thing that I'm looking for is what happens when they face adversity. Because this team, over the last couple of years specifically, they'd be rolling. They'd be moving the football and, and doing everything with precision. And then something would happen. Something would happen. And it would create adversity, and suddenly away they went. So let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned. We're coming back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Second to National, Walker's Point, that's where you should be, as they say, you should be here. And uh, many of you over the last uh, few days specifically have uh, been catching the shuttle down to the Brewers and the Reds. Brewers now out on the road, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to Stenny. Stop down and check out the award-winning Bloody Marys, the uh, the giant massive wings, uh, the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread, and all the good food that they serve down there. Not to mention it's a great place to go and catch the Brewers on a tube down there. So uh, whether it's the Brewers or catching the uh, shuttles to Green Bay for a Packers game when season gets going out to the Badgers games, Bucks games, you name it, running shuttles to everything. That's our friends at Stenny, second and national in Walker's Point. The new one should be coming uh, hopefully uh, sometime this year. Uh, going to be in uh, Pewaukee in Watertown, Lake Country. Stenny's Lake Country is coming in as well on Watertown Road. So uh, they will be expanding. I can't wait for them to do that. That's near my home. So that's Stenny, second and national, Walker's Point. As they say, you should be here. Um, this this is uh, from Jacob. Jacob, uh, who emailed a little bit earlier, came back and said, you know, hey, Bill, the, uh, the word toxic is a very ugly word. It makes it sound like everybody's just mad at everybody and everything stinks. It's not. We know people have different opinions, and that's fine. But I believe the Green Bay Packers are going to be just fine, and I believe this is new era. Some of the old veterans may be thinking about rings and whether or not they're going to win them here. But I think the young group of guys just want to make a name for themselves, and they're all going to pull the rope in the same direction. I'm looking forward to a tremendous season. Win or lose, they are my Packers. There you go. John says uh, offensive expectations in game one. Not really high for me. I think the D is going to have – uh, to get it going early this year, and they're going to have to win a few games. If the playoffs are to be made, I would agree with that. Bill, can I ask you a question about the defense? Yes, you can. We talked to Brad Spielberger last week, and he was great, and, and he kind of outlined that the Packers should try to be led by their running game and their defense, and they should try to win games by not asking Jordan Love to do too much. Okay, I, I love that idea. Why should Packers fans this year believe that the defense is finally going to break through and be good? 
because they've been drafting right. first-round picks on this defense for a decade. It's like, well, now they have Lucas Van Ness. Well, why, well, why would that make a difference? I just I don't understand why the expectations for the defense should be different this year. I First of all, I agree with you. I don't think they should be. I, I'm, well, we'll put it this way. I think the defensive expectations should be different, but in reality, what makes you think they will be different? You know what I mean? The expectations should be good. Because they've got, what, six round, seven, eight round, first round draft choices over there. And they're going to get healthy. Lucas Van Ness comes on board. Second year for Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. Devondre Campbell's coming in, newly energized, fired up. Uh, Preston Smith is is excited about what the young guys can do opposite him. You know, Kenny Clark is saying, I finally got some real help. You know, not backhandedly slapping Dean Lowry, but Lowry was just a guy. So I agree with you. I, 100%. What makes us think the defense is going to be better this season? There's hope because of the numbers, the number being one, how many number of first-round draft choices are on that thing. But we, we there's still one. you got the same guy driving the car. Why are you expecting the car to do different things? And, and that's Joe Barry. I think the only thing different this year is going to be the earlier aggressiveness of Joe Barry. I think it has to. There has to be. Now, if they play scared and play not to lose, and Joe Barry goes into the prevents and just keep everything in front of you, and you're living again death by a thousand cuts, um, then I, I, I would expect it would probably be a long season, unfortunately. But I, I just I want to see the defense get after it. I want to see them be aggressive. I want to see them play with an energy and an enthusiasm and a motor, something we hadn't seen on the regular. I, what is going to make it different this year? I don't know. That's a, that's a great point. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. What 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 makes you think it's going to be different this year if you think it is going to be? You're asking me? Nothing. No, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Not a single thing. <laughs> that's that's right? what, when I was filling in for you and you're gone, I had Andy Herman on. And he's like, you know, Grant, I, for the last couple of years, I've expected the defense to take a step and they haven't. So I'm just not going to expect anything this year. And I hope that they prove me wrong. Right. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I know what I want to see, but I I don't know what would make me think it's going to be different this year. That's a great point. I, I, I think, do we think because Joe Barry is going to be on the hot seat, like there's going to be something different there? I mean, maybe. Maybe I look at it that way. But I, other than that, I have no idea. None. Because I, 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 you know, now injuries obviously are going to change that. But I, I don't know what the expectation should be. Let's go to Josh listening to us in Atlanta. Josh, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, Bill. Love the show. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there. Maybe another fan already has. But to me, there's so much excitement to the season, and here's the reason why is we've had so many seasons now. Yeah, we've had MVP quarterback play. But, you know, we've had some success, obviously. But how many years as fans have we just got kicked to the stomach in January? I'd rather have a Packers go 6-10 and 10 under love and have no expectations. And when January rolls around, whether we're in the playoffs or not, we're not going to lose another big one. I think as a fan, you can only stomach so many bad losses. And the beautiful thing about Rodgers, is, and I agree with you. I mean, it's it's a it's a nice transition because he had his chances. 
You know, he mm-hmm. has, I mean, against Tampa, you can't, as an MVP quality quarterback, you can't lose against Tampa at home. NFC Championship. I'm sorry. You can, no. you can blame the defense, but I blame that on 12. Um, the Seattle debacle. Um, anyway, he's had so many chances. I think LeFleur did the best he could with him, but I'm just kind of like ready to sit back and at least now the younger generation, they can watch a Packers team with no expectations and just see how it is. I mean, I remember watching the 80s where, you know, beating the Bears was, uh, was basically your Super Bowl for the year. And, and I honestly feel that's the season we're going to have. We're just enjoy a few Sundays in the fall, a couple wins here and there. But I'm just kind of loving the fact that in the postseason we can sit back and not get kicked to the stomach again. I can't, I can't right. take any more of those losses. Those are horrible. Yeah, I uh, appreciate the phone. No, no, I agree with you. I appreciate the phone call. I, you know, uh, the last couple of years you can look at Rodgers and go, you did not perform. And when you get um, Tampa Bay at home and when you get Seattle at home in those conditions, it was almost unforgivable to lose those games. No matter how bad the special teams were, the offense did not make enough plays. And the defense actually did. In the game against Tampa Bay, they picked off Tom Brady. They created the turnovers. Aaron Jones coughed it up. Rodgers threw pick. Rodgers didn't take advantage of a, a lot of running space to put it into the end zone. All that stuff. We remember all of that. And then against San Francisco, special teams sucked. But special teams had no real ramification on the offense. The offense, the line got manhandled. Rodgers looked scared, cold, after talking about the the weather all week, about what an advantage it was. I mean, this was like what you wanted. You wanted it in the 20s, the snow globe game. These are are our elements, all that stuff. And you you coughed it up. The offense was – the defense didn't lose that game. The offense and the special teams were terrible, terrible. So I, I, I would agree with you. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Boy, I tell you what, Jordan Love just uh, – uh, Devondre Campbell uh, it was playing over the middle. Jordan Love just threw one right past him to Jaden Reed for a touchdown in the red zone. And that was Jordan Love's best pass by far this, this camp, no doubt about it. Now, after that, uh, Devondre Campbell – Ended up getting a deflection and an interception. Jair knocked to Jordan Love's pass to Christian Watson up into the air, and then uh, Devondre Campbell caught it for a for an interception. But Jordan Love, with just I mean, found that window, found the window, and zipped it right into Jaden Reed, right past Devondre Campbell. I mean, like right past his ear hole, and uh, dropped it right in there for a uh, for a touchdown. So good stuff there. Uh, by the way. Uh, no David Bakhtiari today at practice. We talked about that yesterday. Matt LaFleur had said it's going to be a fluid schedule for him for camp. Bakhtiari, the Packers' longest-tenured player, uh, he doesn't need to be out there every day uh, taking his snaps to get his reps. There's familiarity already there. So just an FYI because um, I know that uh, some people had hit me up about that. Uh, but go back to what Matt LaFleur stated yesterday in talking about David Bakhtiari saying he most likely would not be at every practice they would give him some time off and let him do some uh, some you know physical stuff indoors rather than outdoors just just so you know um but uh, good question though when it comes to where was david bakhtiari today uh let's do this we're going to step out we're going to take a quick break come back got a lot more to get to we are broadcasting live we're in green bay 
right across the street from the uh, from the Hudson Center, right across the street from the practice facility, the Rain Hitchkey Field, which is where the Packers are practicing right now. You can see Lambeau Field high atop our cam right there in the background. We are right out in front of D2, the sports bar, which uh, huge tailgate parties during the uh, during the season, during you know the preseason and during the regular season. And uh, huge tailgate parties over here. Great place to come inside the Best Western. They've really upped their food. They've upped their game over here. Pardon the pun there as well. But they do some great things. Thanks to our friends at D2 for hosting us and allowing us to be here. We're just enjoying the day. Just enjoying the day here at Packers Training Camp. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. oldest continuously operating track in the world in the world 262-302-2138 262-302-2138 that's the phone number go to greatlakesdragaway.com all kinds of events going on down at great lakes dragaway still have some uh, season tickets uh, for sale down there as well at a discounted price too so check it out greatlakesdragaway.com down in union grove wisconsin good stuff from them uh getting into it over on the live stream um, <laughs> uh, the argument about whether or not Aaron's better or Brett was better. I'll take Aaron Rodgers every day of the week. Brett Favre had a huge heart. There's no doubt about it. He was tenacious. Rodgers was by far the better quarterback. By far. He didn't throw it away. He didn't turn it over. He he threw it away when he needed to. Hung on to the ball at times too long. I get all of that. But just, he's by far the better quarterback. By far. Brett Favre in his NFC Championship games, he won two. Lost one for the Packers out of the four that he played in here. Lost the one against New Orleans. He's got a total, I think, of seven picks in NFC Championship games and only nine touchdowns. Uh, his completion percentage is, is well below 60% in those games, Favre's is. So, not you know. They both have the exact same number of Super Bowl wins. It's it's not even a not even a comparison. Not not a not even a comparison. Not not even you can't. Far was far was tremendous in his own right. Don't get me wrong. They're both Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But saying you take one over the other, Far, tell me why. What would make you take Favre over over Rodgers? I mean, Favre threw a lot of picks in a lot of playoff games to not get there. Favre went to three NFC Championship games. Rodgers went to five. Yes, the one against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rodgers could have done more. Absolutely, I agree with that. But you go through the rest of them, and I've told you all along, they shouldn't even have been there in some of those games had it not been for Rodgers being that good. Not even. Specifically explain how Aaron was better without mentioning interceptions. Well, that's like talking about how how Babe Ruth is really good without mentioning home runs. You know? I mean, that's stupid. 
And Will says, well, Favre went to two Super Bowls. Okay, he look at the team he went with. Look at the defense he went with. He had Reggie White, for God's sakes. The second year that the Packers should have went to the Super Bowl, after that run, they didn't. And it was basically because Romeo Cornell figured out how to defend the offense, and they had not been defended that way the entire season. Not at all. Don't forget, they also didn't defend very well. Their defense was poor. McCarthy and Dom Capers didn't make an adjustment on, on and, until the second half of a ball game. So, I mean, I, I, I've seen it up close and personal. Look, I'm telling you, Favre's a tremendous quarterback. I take Rodgers every day of the week. Every day of the week. So, I mean, you can argue about it. It's what makes, you know, it, it, it's what makes the arguments great, but it's not an alibi. I'm just giving you the facts, you know. So, I, but you, you have your preference. But nobody, you know, they, they talk about Favre's leadership. Well, Favre also led them down a lot of bad paths. I remember sitting in St. Louis watching him throw six interceptions out of obstinance. So they didn't get to an NFC championship game. They had it sitting right there for the taking. They, they couldn't do it. Favre just kept throwing picks. Twelve of or six of them. So anyway, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. It cracks me up when people get into that discussion. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to go down uh, live into Indianapolis and Big Ten Media Day. Going to talk with Zach Heilprin about the Badgers side of things. Now that the Badgers are taking the podium with Luke Fickle and company, so we'll talk with Zach about what's been said down there, expectations and hype and such. And uh, everything that's going on in the Big Ten. You've got uh, Jim Harbaugh during the COVID phase uh, gets busted for um, having contact with recruits when he wasn't supposed to be. So he's going to be suspended for some games. Uh, You've also got uh, the discussion of will Ohio State be able to overcome the Harbaugh effect. You've got Northwestern and everything that's gone on there. And in the meantime, you've got the Badgers, who by most accounts are picked to win the West. Will they have enough if, say, Ryan Day falters and Michigan isn't Michigan? Can they overcome? Can in Luke Fickle's first year, could they possibly win the Big Ten? We'll get into all of that discussion coming up here after the top of the hour as well. So some good, good stuff for when we head down to Indianapolis. Packers practice going on right over my shoulder. And uh, you are looking live right now at the picture over at uh, Rainitsky Field and uh, the Hudson Center and Lambeau Field in the background. We're here. We're live in Green Bay, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. As they say in West Bend, they want to rock your world. Yes, they do. They are fantastic people. Andy Kane great guy family-owned business long time so whether you're looking for an engagement ring an anniversary ring a wedding band uh if you're looking for earrings necklaces pendants whatever it happens to be you got to check them out it is worth the trip to west bend wisconsin go to kane k-o-e-h-n kanejewelry.com that's kanejewelry.com check it out for yourself andy kane his wife jen their whole staff great people again Kane and Kane Jewelers there in West Bend, and it's worth the trip. Going to talk with Zach Heilprin coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. <laughs> 